So what do you think uh, started off? You want to let everybody know? I'll let you drop the title and everything. Let them know who we are. God I don't damn. even know how to explain how this happened, but you have two Goliath monumental podcast networks coming together to unleash knowledge on the world. Talk about things that we exactly enjoy. Right. That's how I would put it. It's going to be a right. great time. And right. I, Dude, I'm loving the name. <laughs> yeah I, I i don't know what i was thinking when me and you were just going back and forth i was like you know what yeah it just works it mm-hmm. just i like it throwing smoke baby it was born uh it's funny because this whole show was born out of smoke really you know if you think back to it it all started with uh some me asking almy telling him <laughs> he didn't want the smoke i end up loving almy you going on h and being hilarious and people thinking that we were upset at each other which we never were and then all this love now me and you got a mma show because out of all that we realized out of all the people on both of our networks Hell we're yeah. the two that love it truly love it i know adam does uh jujitsu so i include him he's a sure a knowledgeable mma yes. fan i mean chris chris has his knowledge for the older stuff he he more enjoyed the older stuff. I've continued to enjoy how the sport has evolved. And not even just yeah. MMA, but even jiu-jitsu itself has been crazy. Like the EBI stuff, the the Eddie Bravo Invitational, the kinetic grappling, like it's it's amazing to watch. Gordon Ryan, dude, that dude is nasty shit. I did jiu-jitsu for a little while. I I don't even know how they move like that. No, and if people would uh, give that Eddie, uh, the EBI, a chance and actually watch it, they would realize that the rules in EBI make jujitsu very fun to watch. Mm. It's not like uh, your old standard uh, jujitsu where everybody's going to stall and, you know, you're not going to have a clear winner. It's just going to be a bunch of holding each other. It's not like that. They have, uh, you know, they promote, they make you get submissions. Yeah, they, I mean, you have eight minutes and you have to win. Yeah. If the, if if you don't win, then they put you in like was it a, a almost like a, a shootout for hockey where they just trade difficult positions. You're either starting in a choke or you're starting in like spider guard, and then you have uh, X amount of time to get out, or either you're getting out or you're getting tapped. Something's gonna happen, and if you get out, it stops and you reset. But it's. It's fun to watch. I like it. And now they started introducing like uh, X amount of time to get out. What's that? Uh, slap. Slap with their jujitsu open hand. Like basically you're palming people's face with it on some of them. Yeah, basically the old school Boss Rootin. You know, back mm. to Pancrase, you know. Yep. Uh, Boss yeah. Rootin showed the world. Don't get it twisted. You can knock somebody out 
with a open palm strike, no problem. I mean, it's just, it's actually better for your hand and you have less breakage. I mean, Boss Rutten perfected it. He still does it. I mean, you're basically hitting just the straight, your forearm. Just yeah, that with the nub of your forearm, your exactly. Like it's just a, it's like a battering ram right to the face. <laughs> yeah, and Boss, uh, I mean, if, you, if anyone wants to look, go back and look at his old open palm striking. It was as deadly. He could throw every combination with an open palm. So he could throw... A one, two, three, four, three, two. I mean, just as good as if he had gloves on. Yes. He was murdering people. It's not just a bunch of slapping. Uh, no. So, yeah, you're right about that. I've never <laughs> even thought to promote EBI like that because most people, I wish you know, they don't think about dude, it. I will say I get upset, but, I mean, it's a business, so whatever, they have to figure it out. I wish the fight pass was used for their pay-per-views. I get I get the deal with ESPN, and actually, I know when uh, ESPN Plus first came out, people were having problems with it. I did it yesterday. I had no problems. There's no issues. No, I've actually uh, enjoyed it, and I've seen. Uh, I will say it's, it's come around since, they, since the first launch a lot. I, I, I it. it has changed. UFC has changed as far as like how they do the breakdowns. You get your post-fight show where the fighters are now upstairs with them. Um, some of the commentating on it was a little different, not like the normal guys, Joe and, and them, mm-hmm. but just different commercials or like added things to it. You had the girl going to the corner yep. in the middle of the fight. And it's like, what the fuck? Dude, <laughs> he's trying to coach, man. What is wrong with you? You don't, you don't go to Belichick while he's calling plays, man. Go get the fuck out of here. Like, what is that shit? I don't, I, that was kind of weird, but, um, it's also kind of cool, though, like if you look at if you, you know, people that are fans from a long time ago from where MMA started, if you, you know, if you've been around since Ultimate Fighter one and Forrest Griffin and Stefan Bonner uh, and you watch where it's come now, it's it's like <clears throat> it's been the fastest explosion. And to see these guys now where they're doing segments like you were saying, the, the purple couch segment where like Forrest Griffin yeah. has them up there. They're chilling in like a lot, like all that's so good for the sport. I just hope that they don't, uh, you know, water it down too much. You know, I hope Dana White's smart enough about that and ESPN keeps them smart and they don't get too big for their britches. No, but it's going to get you, it's going to get you to know the fighter. Mm-hmm. Ult- Ultimate Fighter, the show, for the most part, is kind of not, I mean, it's ran out. Like, we get it. Like, well, yeah, they just changed it to the Contender Series now. Dana right. White just canned it and made his own thing. Which I like the Contender Series. I did like the first year that they did it where they had Uriah and Snoop Dogg in the corner. You could get either. You could get the legit cast or you could get theirs. But Snoop's commentary, uh, I don't even know how to describe what happened. It was more just. Oh, I know. Snoop, though, what what I didn't like about the Snoop uh, experiment and Uriah Faber kind of spoke to it is a lot of people, Snoop got to where he was talking shit to the point where people were like, bitch, you can't fight. You know, like, he know trains. your role, you know. Well, sure, he he also, you know, said, thinks he's an NFL football player that just never got discovered. Just because he <laughs> loves it doesn't mean you can, you know. Do it. Just because you yeah. think you can box doesn't mean you can get in the ring with Iron Mike and fucking survive, you know. Everybody right. thinks they can till you get in there and get destroyed. I mean, you flat out watched it. This was such a good card uh, from top to bottom. I want to talk about our uh, picks because you beat me. (laughs) I got it. You know, I want to acknowledge that. 
you did beat me, but I was happy with my picks because the fights were all, you know, were good. You know, they were competitive or they were won in, uh, in a proper way, except for one. I, I've told you about it. I still think, and I picked Costa to win. We both did. Yeah. But I have, I felt like Yoel Romero won that fight. And so yeah, I, I kind of hate that I took that win because I feel like Yoel, he gets a bad rap a lot of times because he's kind of the, the bad guy. Yeah, you but know. we both had that win. You know what I mean? So it is what mm-hmm. it is. Like that, it should have just. I didn't even really count those two. I mean, in the grand total, yes, but other than that, it was definitely. <laughs> Would you say it, that that was the was two most bodied up motherfuckers you've ever seen fight one on one in an MMA fight? Yes, it was. <laughs> it was almost like a passing of the torch, like the old body versus the the young body. Hundred percent. But for forty two, man, Yoel, holy fuck. Dude, for 22 what a <laughs> yeah. genetic freak and people say people think he's a steroid user yoel has looked like that since he was 17 years old training for the cuban wrestling team he's looked that old in the face he's looked like he was 45 in the face since he was 18 and and he's kept a 20 year old's physique i'm telling you the guy's a freak that was uh it was fun to watch. I'm surprised he didn't go for more takedowns, like they were saying, just giving the uh, the wrestling background. And uh, Costa is definitely just more striking. I mean, whether this is was his longest fight, obviously went the distance, but it'd be interesting to see. I don't know. I'd watch a rematch. I think it was close enough. Oh, I do too. And I, I hope that uh, Costa's smart enough because I think he could be the face. He's a good-looking mm awesome dynamic fighter and the ESPN you know or UFC could really get behind him his English is getting better and better yeah. he's actually even trying to speak it in his post fight and that's how they learn it you know quicker and he's so damn uh built and just aggressive that he's he can be the face if they don't Darren Till him you know because they they rushed Darren Till and they fucking threw him to the slaughter well, they rush everybody. I mean, Christ, look at Sage Northcutt. Oh, God. Yeah, Sage. That, that upsets me. He's such a good kid. I, I really hate that. That kid's also bodied. Oh, for sure. And but has been since he was six. That's why I think they need a farm system. You need – WEC had its uh, advantage, but it's, it's point there because you could build up stars there and then bring them over. Oh, for sure. Just think if you nobody goes back, it's a great point. And I've never really sat back and done it. But if you go back and think of who all came out of there, it's fucking incredible. It is mm. just like a farm set. I mean, you got Uriah, you got Cowboy Cerrone, Eddie Alvarez, fucking who else? There's tons Mighty, of Mighty Mouse. I mean, all, all the 125, 135, mm-hmm. 145 once they went over. But you still had uh, heavyweights. Ryan Bader was there. Yeah. Um. It's, that was a fun organization to watch. I'm glad that they bought Dominic it. Dominic Cruz. Think, yeah, Cruz too. Yeah. Matt was it Matt Brown was from yep. there. It's, Fucking the I'm, immortal. Yeah. Uh Fuck. but so if you haven't figured out what this show is yet, we're gonna be talking some MMA, some UFC stuff that we like to watch. UFC two forty one just happened, which is what we're talking about. Last time we were here subbing in for the uh the sports show before we we came up with the collab we had actually said that outside the top three it wasn't none of them fights were who gives a fuck yeah 
watching that from the <laughs> early prelims on, dude, that whole night was amazing. It was a lot of hard fought. You had a lot of underdogs win. It was a hard fought battle. Uh, Casey Kelly, who got the win over a bigger Bermudez that was at like a catch weight. Yeah, like 140. It, fought so hard for that and even the um i forget her name like she was very nervous when she was talking um but her fight was it was hard and she was the underdog but she got the win but it was very hard it was great i don't care that it went to decision i think there was yeah. only uh what two knockouts mm-hmm. you had um yeah. what's his name yeah sadiq oh. sadiq Sadiq knocked uh, knocked a motherfucker out in that uh, Gilbert Yeah, that knocked out his buddy. They were actually training partners, and uh, they had to fight each other. And uh, he he murked him. Very big underdog. He was actually I think it was Murphy. Is it Kwai Murphy? Was the the other guy? But that uh, Sadiq. People that don't know need to be watching that motherfucker right there. Straight out of Africa. Straight out of the bush. Um, things like Nigerian. And a smaller Nigerian, but he throws his hammers. It's like he's a 200-pound guy, and he's a fucking little guy. I think it was Kawhi uh, took his fight. Or is that his name? Yeah, something like that, yeah. That is who I'm thinking of. He won, like, a performance for for his Mm -hmm. knockout. But he was like, um, what do they say? He took the fight on Sunday. Yeah, four days notice. Dude, that's crazy. And still got the win. Like that was it was awesome. It was a, a great night of fights and it stayed all the way even on the main card. Yeah, and that's was, how you uh that's how you get fucking that's how you stay. That's how Dana White and the the fuckers at uh UFC will give you another fight. You know, even if a lot of guys that take those fights will get a another one if they lose and they just fight honorably. And they're exciting. I mean, because you can't expect a whole lot out of a guy on four days' notice. Um, but if they win, plus filling in, you know, you got yeah. your spot. That's you got to take it. Yeah. How do you deny that? Those opportunities don't present themselves very well. And I'll be the first to acknowledge. I, you're exactly right. I said that shit. I was like, <laughs> man, I don't care about nothing but the three five. And they were all great too. It was yeah, you know, fucking barn burners. I can't wait to get into them. But, I mean, you got to start all the way out, you know, at the first fight of the main card with uh, Brunson and my man uh, uh, Heinrich. And I took him, and fucking Brunson took a head kick from hell, shook it off in the first round, Just and then put on a clinic. You know, I, I was not expecting that out of Brunson. I really wasn't. No, it was – he did – he looked good. And I – you know – I mean, that sounds so horrible. Uh, that's not exactly the guy that I thought it was <laughs> when <laughs> I picked him. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I know who you're talking. There's a Derek Brunson. Um, there's like three guys. They they even look alike. They're not only are they black guys, they're built very similar. Yeah. Um, and it's close. They're like they all something Brunson or uh, something like that. Yeah. And uh, – I knew who Brunson was just because I know he's a wrestler, but I wasn't expecting him to be so uh, cool and calm and weather that storm uh, like he did. Because he, I mean, I still give it to old Heinrich. If you know his story, you know he's a fucking been in prison. He was a drug addict, and he worked his way back by just he started in MMA just to get into shape and get off drugs. Yeah, and he's like a beast, McGee. but he, he gassed. Yeah, he looked tired. 
Oh, he made me tired. I was exhausted watching it. I you felt know? that way after a lot of the fights. It was like not really room for anybody, but seeing it go back and forth and you can tell that that other person was trying. I mean, obviously you're trying, but like getting out class, but still getting their shots in. Yeah. Uh, it was great. Well, no, that's why I respect. That's that's where I lost a lot of respect for uh, Conor McGregor. Everybody gets mad at me because I'm so I'm an anti-Conor person. But when he turned around and gave his neck to Nate to choke him, because that's a real thing. People don't realize it. A lot of these rear necked chokes people get are ways out. Guys that are just done, they don't want to tap, so they roll over, give them their back, Bunch and just say, choke me, please, so I can tap or, you know, get submitted and pass out. I don't want to take the beating anymore. And that's exactly what it was. So when guys are tired, I mean, we both, you know, active guys. Imagine being tired at the same time someone's trying to kill you. Yeah. <laughs> It's uh, fucking fuck incredible. That. Yeah, hey. But don't we want to talk about uh, Connor and his uh, recent shenanigans? What, what do you think's up with him? I don't know, dude. That's a stupid-ass move. I can't believe that shit. Punch an old fucker. It's, I don't know. They, You can't release him, because what are you going to do, right? No, he, he Dana you're, can't do that's shit. Your, you're, you're handcuffed. Because if you release him, he's going somewhere else. And they'll put up with it because he's going to bring in money. Until Man, eventually he's going to pull some shit. And I, people will still ride his dick. Yeah. I mean, they got they better set him up right. They're pretending like he can uh, win any of these fights. But right now, all the fights that they're talking about him possibly being in, I oh, think he loses all of them. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, you have to just fight to stay fighting. But at the same time, I'll ride John Jones' dick. <laughs> well, that's still that's still fair because he's you've no one's been proven wrong on that. We've seen yeah. Connor come in now and lose all these fights. That had happened with John. I mean, I do yeah. think John has not looked right, but he's so good that even his not right is so much better than everyone else's best, which is incredible. Yeah, uh, yeah. You think him and DC will fight again, or they he done? Actually, I think the way that this worked out, I was wanting to speak to this, is, is I think that's now out the window. I think the only thing, I think DC and Stipe will will do the rubber match and that that's going to be it. And I think DC will pour himself into it. He's too proud of a man. He's too good of a family man. He loves all that. And do I necessarily want that for him? Not really, because I know he's still got all of his marbles and I wish he would just he's he's one of the goats to me. He doesn't have anything to prove, but I think he'll come back for one more with Stipe. Yeah. And and yeah, they'll get paid, it. but you saw the salaries. I'm shocked at how little Stipe and DC got paid for that. How little all of them got paid on the top card. It was it was less than I thought it would be, especially after going to ESPN. Mm-hmm. Like that why are we not? I, yeah, and I wish I knew what they. Go ahead. Yeah, I was gonna say, and you know, the pay per view points are less for them now with ESPN than before, and we don't know what they made on the pay per view points. Yes, yeah, so that's, that's, that's the thing too, right? Is you don't see mm-hmm. what they get on the back end. You only see exactly. we're disclosing this amount, but even yeah. that amount, mm-hmm. it should it should go up. Like I don't, 
Oh, for sure. I cannot believe that none of those guys were paid a million dollar flat fee. Yeah. So Cormier got five hundred thousand. Stipe took the title, got seven hundred and fifty thousand. That's Nate Crazy. Diaz, two hundred fifty G's for yep. one fight every five years. <laughs> yeah, there's no way that there. There's so much on the back end. I would think with him, there's just no way he would take that after making two million uh, to fight Connor. Yeah, right. Uh, when Pettis got one hundred fifty-five thousand. That's Ro- fucking terrible. Yeah, Romero, one hundred fifty thousand. Costa got sixty thousand. He, he's not a hundred grand fighter yet. He should. I don't know. <laughs> that's that's fucking terrible too, because he's from Brazil, and you know he's probably providing for his whole family. He's got to pay a lot more, you know, to be over here than somebody that's a a full oh. resident. I imagine visas, all the shit that goes into that, and coming over your flights do, over. Yeah, and do the whole camp. It's fucking incredible. But that's the part of it, and it'll never happen. Well, I don't want to say never. It may. Because uh, these fighter unions, you know, every few years they pop up and try to get one. Should but they these have guys, one? I, I think so. They, but right now there's too much. The UFC has too much control, so all they can, all they can do is pretend they're going to be tough, and then when – Uncle Dana gets a little pissy. They tuck their sacks and run. Cowboy Cerrone did it. He tried to be all tough and act like he was going to be a front man. Uncle Dana sat him down said, Cowboy, you're not going to get five fights a year if you keep doing this shit. And he's like, all right, I'm out. Yeah, yeah. So what do you do then? I don't know. You got to hope that uh, Bellator and, like, if you're uh, for the fighters, you know, you want to hope that Bellator continues to get better and better. And that one championship gets better and better. And you got to hope that one and Bellator, which they've talked about doing, they're about to do some crossover championship fights. When that starts happening and everybody starts intermingling, you give the fighters, they have a lot more uh, leeway as they become more famous worldwide. So, you know, that's all you can really hope for. Or somebody like Conor McGregor says, suck my dick, Uncle Dana. Yeah. We're doing a union. Do um, do they get stock in the UFC like Connor wants? Oh hell no! You can't. You can't let the. See, that's where you got to put on it, two two different hats, right? Like as a businessman, I say hell no. Like I put myself in Dana's position, and I say he's doing it exactly right. You got to say no for your bottom dollar, and you can't argue with him. He grew that company. Him and the Fertitas paid what a million dollars for the UFC. Like. F- uh something like that yeah it was very low i think it was like four million and then they turned it into four billion yeah it's crazy fucking hey man you start letting the prisoners run the asylum though and it can get it's a fine balance you know of of keeping that afloat so as much as i give dana white a hard time i also have to give him as much credit as i do give him a hard time because the sport wouldn't be around and it wouldn't be legal you know, yeah. if it wasn't for the Fertitas. Yeah. The Fertitas. Although I, WMEI or whatever, they have a lot of money to make up. So it'll be interesting to see what they do. Because their Reebok deal, I believe, is done this year, last year. Yeah, they've got to do a better deal. I hope Nike or somebody comes to the to the table. 
Well, now they're on ESPN, so I would hope so. I mean, you're getting more eyes on it. They're way showing more, more fights. So. Absolutely. It's a way more lucrative deal. And you know what? I mean, Reebok's Re- – they've, they've gotten so much – they started and they were so bad. They were misspelling fighters' names on their fight kits and <laughs> fucking shit up and putting the wrong country flags. They've come a long way, but, you know, I say give it to fucking I, – I mean, me, I like the old school – all the fucking sponsors on their shorts. I like the fucking fake tattoos on their back because the fighters made more money. Yeah. yeah. When they could have 15 different condom depots sponsoring them (laughs) and dildo house and it could, you know, they could make a lot of money. I think the one thing that turned me onto the Reebok, or not turned me onto, but at least try to get it from somebody's point of view was when Mighty Mouse came out and said that even though he's making less, I mean, he's champion. He's in top tier anyways. Mm-hmm. But even though he's making less, he didn't have to go chase anybody for his money. It was there every time. Check, check. You know what I mean? That's true. Yeah. But he said with some of the other ones, like you're constantly going out to them and, hey, where's my money? Can I get my money? Mm-hmm. Can I get that? And so if someone like him is coming out and saying that it's more reliable, I agree the tiers were ridiculous they should be paying, but they're also trying to make money. So you better be selling all that fucking merchandise. Yeah. But how many people do you know? And me and you are about probably as big of fans as there is that own a, that bought a fight kit from Reebok. Mm-hmm. I don't know anyone that bought one. No, I bought and, a sweatshirt at a fight once. Yeah. I mean, I would, if it was some cool shit and I felt good about the deal, you know, like some cool Nike shit, I'd buy it. But this shit just wasn't uh, cool. And what bothered me the most about it is when Dana came out and said, we're doing it because we want the product to look streamlined like the NFL. Okay, I get that if you're being honest. But you're lying because then you look in the octagon and it looks like a fucking race car with all the fucking sponsors on the fucking canvas. Right. Like you're lying. You can't talk it out of your ass both ways if it needs to be clean. Like the NFL, they'd have one sponsor of the Octagon, but they don't. There's 15. Yeah, no, it's true. That's, that's, <laughs> that's fucking ridiculous. I think when they first announced that they were going to do it, I was hoping that they would treat each club like a team. So if you're out of Winkle John, these are your colors for your for your team. You know yeah. what I mean? And that way you're mm-hmm. you're paying them i mean maybe now you're covering their cost of their gym or however you get to work your deal out for sure so maybe you're not paying them a million dollars every time you're paying them at some other point but you're also covering costs so they can train i do like the the ufc institute they have established so but unless you're gonna turn you know american top team aka them winkle Mm john uh what huge Unless you're turning all them camps that those are businesses for them. Like they train normal people. You can go in those places and train. Oh, they're yeah. Not, they're not sure. private. No. I mean, you're not, you're not going to be training with your eye, but they're not private. You can usually go there and, and take classes. Oh, for sure. Yeah. You can go into Winkle John's right now and you'll probably, you know, see Holly Holm and John Jones and them coming in for their pro class yeah. and shit, you know. But you'll, you know, if you pay, but. I mean, I like that idea, too. I remember people floating that out there, that that would be cool, and it would promote these smaller gyms. It would give them a platform to aspire to, you know, and um, I would be totally cool with that. It it would be cool to have a team-type 
sponsorship deal. I think it could have worked if they'd have put a little time and thought into it. But yeah, it seems kind of a rush deal for a, yeah. a lack of payoff with their two color schemes. Or I'm in white shorts, you're in black shorts. All right, and I'll now tell you what, by the end what? they started mixing it up, changing colors, trying to customize it, if you will. But it was too late, I think. Well, what happens when uh, Reebok loses this deal? I mean, what does Reebok have? They've got CrossFit. Right? Not it, not anymore. Thing. They're losing. They don't that. even have CrossFit. <laughs> no, CrossFit's coming out with their own. Uh, oh shit. Their own uh, their own brand of stuff. It's growing enough now, like yeah, with the games it's... and stuff that they they're coming out with their own brand this year. They're running the games two times a year. Oh, Reebok's fucked then. If they lose this UFC deal, I thought they would always have CrossFit to fall back on. I thought that was like a forever partnership but that's yeah. great yeah now crossfit's coming up i miss it i dig that <clears throat> well so what was your uh i was interested to know so what was your fight of the night i know we know what dana and them that's uh a, they gave the fight of the night to yoel right yoel and yeah paulo costa i must think they felt bad that they burned that they burned uh romero so they gave him 50 g's extra you know what i mean yeah like oh, yeah. my bad, bro. Here's here's the fight of the night. I mean, it was a good fight. Yeah, it really was. It was a lot of back and forth, big shots flying, hitting, and returning. Like it was crazy. They both got dropped. Romero's got his takedowns. Although, did you go back and watch that fight? Yeah, I did. Yeah, right. And I saw like, exactly what you said. Yeah, did they? Anik was saying that they didn't count the third takedown as a, a takedown by the statistics. I was like, uh, uh, all right. I mean, he clearly got him <laughs> down. <laughs> Well, yeah, that's why me and you agree that the judges need to be changed. They need to have at least they need to have experience at least training. I in one of the aspects of mixed martial arts. I think it should be the ex fighters start paying that these would be great. fighters. Start treat if you get some NFL judges. However, you get to figure it out to so it's it's nationwide or mm-hmm. I don't know if you can do worldwide, but so that hire your own refs, your own judges, and that way, but use ex fighters. Mm-hmm. They know what the fuck they're talking about. They know what they're doing. They had Frank Trigg was a ref. Yeah. During the fight, I was like, "Holy shit! No way! That's amazing." <laughs> I know. But you he just picture him getting uh, slammed by Matt Hughes. That's all I picture. <laughs> but he did great. He did. He's he's a good ref. He's come on. He's come up through the McCarthy system and uh, earned his stripes. And Lieben's trying to get. Uh, he's went through the school uh, trying to become a ref. What I worry about with that, with judging with ex-fighters, and they would just have to manage it, is camp affiliations. You know, if a guy retires, mm. but he's from Winkle John, and he's he's calling a, a Holly Holm fight. You know, but you can rotate those guys, like we do with the judges of shows we do for around, you know, who we could bring in. We wouldn't want that conflict. But there's plenty of them that they could rotate that and make it easy. But I've always also liked Rogan's uh, – thoughts on it he's had a couple that you know some people think it's real far-fetched but you know fuck man i'm not against uh giving certain people uh access to be able to vote you know or judge online submit things you know like heads of uh mma schools or jujitsu schools or people have a clearance or mma podcasts Mm -hmm. or or journalists (laughs) like they do for the heisman that's i mean that's what they do for you know the heisman and shit yeah, is different contributors can vote and uh, see who wins uh, some of these fights. But I mean, the Yoel and Costa fight wasn't such a robbery that I don't I don't think anyone could yell about it. I just personally thought 
y'all's takedowns. And people don't give enough credit because they've never wrestled to how hard getting a takedown is, especially Paulo Costa. You know, he weighed in 185. He's a huge. When he weighed in on fight night, he was almost 220 pounds. Damn. That's how much more, how much weight he put back on in a day. He's a huge, huge 185-er. That's crazy. I mean, he's fucking huge. Yol's a big 185-er. True. But but fucking Costa's a doubly, he's a big 205-er. <laughs> yes. You know? And that, that's what that's what threw me off. I saw the, the whatever, you know, the California will release what they weigh in on fight night also. They released that today. So we know what everyone weighed in at the weigh-ins. And you know that DC weighed in. Uh, shit, what was he, like 236 or something? You know, he was yep. 10 pounds less than the fight before. But on fight night, he had already gained back 14 more pounds. Yeah. Stipe had only gained two. So everybody's – that's a red flag to a lot of people. Like, why the fuck did DC do such a good cut but then pile on so much more in one day for fight night? Like, that that does seem odd to me, too. That's a drastic – it was like 4% – of his body weight, he gained back in a day. I don't know. That's crazy. Why would you do that? I don't know. I mean, I've always, I don't know what your stance is on cutting weight, but I've started more and more deterring to the Joe Rogan theory of, uh, man, fuck cutting weight. You know, have people, they need to fight what their, their, their size is. Yeah. Uh, I go Back and forth. I mean, I like what I know. He uses a uh, one FC as a champion or one, whatever it's called now uh-huh. as the example of how they do it by like hydration or whatever. So you're fighting closer to your weight. I, uh-huh. I agree with that. I just know that I couldn't fight at my walking around weight. Cause everybody that weighs the same as I do is usually two feet taller than me. Yeah. Six foot five. Uh-huh. I mean, you, you definitely would be fighting some tall motherfuckers. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, yeah. uh, I, <laughs> Yeah, you'd be you would ha- you wouldn't be able to get near him. That's true. Yeah. A, sh- a shorter statured fighter would never be able to get near their opponent. If no, it was. <laughs> no, but that's yeah. why I, I I don't fight. Um, yeah. But it can be done right. I mean, people have done it time and time again and done well. But where you, it should still be somewhat checked more, like where you're Anthony Johnson going down one seventy. Yeah, that was insane, bro. Crazy. I didn't realize he was that big until he was that big. And came back and was a better fighter. Yeah. Merkin people. A way better fighter. So, I mean, I get it. But then Nate, who fights at 170, has gone to 155, ruled there. I mean, it's people can do it. But you have to be smart. What scares me, and this is what I was going to say to you about the union thing. It just popped back into my head was... I think honestly what it's going to take is the first fighter death sadly I don't want that to happen but on a major you know one of these major players UFC 1 Bellator on like a broadcast where a fighter has cut a bunch of weight they let him fight then we see him drop the fuck out leaving the octagon after like a 3 or 5 round war yeah, sadly, you know, I don't want that to happen, but that's probably the only. It would way. take something that drastic for the public to support 
and be pissed enough off to not watch a product until they did something. That makes sense. Completely makes sense. I hope that doesn't happen. But, I mean, you remember Aspen Ladd's weight cut, right? The chick from California. That was crazy. When she weighed in a couple months ago and was shaking. Yeah. How the fuck can you clear her to fight? I don't care what her vitals and shit say. She, I would have been like, you know what? Nope. You're not fighting. You just can't. Not in a day. It'll either be they'll change their weight cut things or they'll allow, like, IVs in again. So you can well, see, and that's that's a great point, and that's this is where I think, and I'm going to get in trouble probably with people saying that it's sexist, <laughs> but I'm just trying to be protective. The female fighters cutting weight is different for them. Their bodies are different. It's all about their cycles, whether they're heavier or lighter. It's not like men where you have the same consistent. Because a woman, when she's cycling, can put on like five, six pounds of water right before their, you know, their menstrual cycle. Are you saying? And, and, so what you're yeah. saying is that biology is a real thing? Yeah, it's a real fucking thing. And the fact that there's no accommodation for that because they, they want everything to be so equal is going to cause when one of these people do die from a weight it's going to be a woman, sadly. I don't want that to happen either. But they have some of the most brutal weight cuts because it just it's all timing. If it happens to where the fight shows up around their fucking uh, time of the month, that's an extra five, six pounds that they have to f- fucking cut that a guy doesn't, you know? It's- yeah, I could uh, I could see that. I mean, Cyborg's, not this past cut, but one of her ones trying to get down to, what, 135 or whatever. Like, that looks brutal. Do you think she still menstruates, sir? No, Come probably on. not, man. But she <laughs> it's still is a savage weight cut because she has all that muscle. She's huge, bro. She's uh, I've seen pictures of her, like, with Frankie Edgar. She dwarfs him. Yeah. She's 170 pounds easy Jesus. of brick shit house, And the UFC dropped her like it's hot, too, with no problem. Dana said, you know what? Fuck this. And you know whose fault it is? Cyborg's, Cyborg's crazy fucking boyfriend yeah. that's run her career into the fucking ground. Yeah. Fucking douche. Before we get too far so, off track. Uh, yeah, let's talk about the fights. What, what's up? Fight of the night. I thought the Pettis Nate Diaz one. I enjoyed seeing the fuck out of Nate Diaz come back. And even I, I picked Pettis after he weathered a storm and still got the knockout of Wonderboy. Not that Wonderboy is hot shit, but mm-hmm. I was impressed enough with him being at 170 and with Nate being off. I mean, I know he's a monster and trains all the time mm-hmm. regardless. Like, he doesn't take days off. But I figured that he would be, I don't know, at least out score him if not submit him i was actually hoping to see more jujitsu out of them yeah. than um obviously happened which surprised me that nate didn't really seem to want it was when he had pettis on the ground at one point nate kind of decided to stand up and they're both black belts mm-hmm. you know they're both black belts different you know nate's a gracie black belt and uh, Pettis has got his uh, black belt. I don't know who the professor is, but under Duke Rufus's school, Camp, they're yeah. both legit as fuck. I mean, legit as can be. But here's what I thought was different, and I had a question for you, right? Pettis broke his foot. Not a lot of you know the, people are talking about it now. First round, I, I saw it when it happened, and it just swelled like a motherfucker, but nobody looks at their feet, really. But when a fighter checks, everybody gives, like, when someone breaks their foot, they're like, oh, that's just a freak accident. Really, it's not. If the fighter that they're fighting checks it, mm-hmm. to me, that foot break 
is an offensive weapon. Because when you check a kick right, that's no different than, you know, punching someone in the face. You know, Nate just checked the kick because he's always been susceptible to leg kicks. So I'm sure he knew Pettis is going to kick the fuck out of my legs. Because why wouldn't he? Because I'm a front foot heavy boxer. So kick my leg off. He checked that motherfucker, and if you go back and watch it, you see it all over Pettis's face. Like, there's my foot. I mean, because that is foot bone on knee bone is so much different than foot on calf muscle or on thigh meat. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And how tough is Pettis though to stick that shit out? Fucking champion. Dude. That guy gets hurt a lot, and he's he, you know, he's a fucking soldier. But I thought Nate looked great. Uh, it was fun to watch him in. I like him calling out Jorge, although I, Jorge's a different beast. What a fight. What a build-up. But, but to call him out and just, you know, we're going to go for the title of baddest motherfucker on earth. Like, I'm I'm down. What worries me about that, though, is it's such, a, it's such two similar beasts that have so much respect in, like, just the street fighting capability like they'll both scrap anytime Mm -hmm. that they're going to cancel each other out and not talk shit about each other because they're both gonna be like i respect that motherfucker too much that's fine i I mean i hope not but that's fine uh, i don't need shit talking because they're when they're in the cage they're gonna bang that's true that is fair that that could be the that probably would be the case that i think they'd be respectful in the build-up i mean the fight's gonna be a scrap i love it they're not gonna I don't know who I take in that. I love I love Jorge. I love Nate. I've never been able to bet against Nate, so I'd probably have to take Nate. But fuck, that's a toss up. Uh, I'm a Jorge fan. I'll definitely take. I I like Nate too. I can't. <laughs> I can't. I just say don't it. know if anybody on earth except. And hear me out on this. People don't. Uh, they're not going to see this similarity, but I do. Of Colby Covington and Nate, they're both. The have more fucking capacity than anyone I know. Their pressure is different. One's a wrestler, one's not. But if they fought each other, can you? Who's gonna out pressure who? Like who? Because they're both pressure fighters that never stop. So what would that fight be like? Would it just be a big stall because there's too too much energy? Yeah, I could see it going. It's just a slugfest, and you're just going until somebody drops. You're not trying anything crazy, but just boxing basically. Yeah. And going out old schools like street brawl, just letting them fly and and banging them. But I mean, I love but Nate Nate is good. His win over Michael Johnson that should impress the fuck out of me because Johnson was on a, a nice tear up until God, that put, point. Boy, that right there derailed Michael Johnson. You're not kidding though. It, he was on a tear, and it's my is what it is. But Nate. When he's there. But I thought it was bullshit Dana fucking, oh, I guess he does move the needle. Fuck off. Yeah, oh, no damn shit. Damn dude. Fucking dick. <laughs> like, yeah, that. Did you see the interview that Nate did right after that when the, the guy said, Nate, what'd you think about Dana finally acknowledging that you moved the needle? No. And Nate, Nate was like, you know what? Fuck that. I just told him for years. He's bullshitting. I mean, he's like, it's cool that he's saying it now, but that's been for for years and that's just the diaz brothers both i mean at least dana i really do think he was honest because he came out and he said look he moves the needle which is true but he's been such anti you know in the past that it kind of kills the fact that he was honest but he said he's uh he's the anti-hero 
Uh, I tell him not to cuss on ESPN. The first thing he does when he talks to Rogan is say motherfucker. It's just people love it. It's, it's a, you can't turn them down. No, but I mean, what do you agree with me though? Like, I think the people underestimate leg uh, when they check kicks. People don't give enough. Like, that's a tough. Oh, that yeah, that shit hurts. I mean, look at yeah, that's what Weidman did with Silva. Exactly. He, he knew he was going to be kicking. <laughs> he broke his fucking <laughs> leg out. But yeah, especially after Nate's fight, second fight with Connor and all the leg kicks, like that that was his last fight before coming back. No, there was one more, right? Yeah, who did he fight last? No, I think his last fight was the second fight with Connor. Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's three years ago. So yeah. So after all those leg kicks, I'm pretty sure he went home and practiced on getting leg kicks so that way whenever he does come back, mm-hmm. he'll he'll be fine. Yep. But at the same time, after you're making, like you said earlier, $2 million to fight Connor, 250 Gs? 250 Gs? That's all you can get this man? Yeah, that's crazy. Dude, he had to play Screaming Diaz. It was sold out legitimately. Hmm. Like, the UFC also does a good job of buffering their numbers and fuckery when they say a venue sold out. Um and then 10,000 of the tickets were giveaways. Yeah. You know, they've been known to do that at yeah. certain venues that don't sell out. But this one was fucking sold the fuck out. Every ticket. And, you know, you heard them. Diaz was the main event. And Pettis, too. And I think Pettis earned a lot more, even more respect on his name, fighting through with a broken foot when you're a kicker. Oh, hell yeah. I mean, dude, if you've seen his foot afterwards, it was disgusting. His foot was... <laughs> Two different directions. I mean, he clearly shattered the fucking top of his foot. Yeah, he definitely had a growth coming out. Uh, the Stipe DC, that was great, dude. Stipe held resolve, uh, started coming back in a probably second half, right at the end of the third, and then in the fourth round. Them left hooks to the body. Holy That's crap. Dude. dude, he hit the first left hook, like you're talking about, that Stipe hit uh, DC with. It was like if anybody here is old enough to remember Mike Tyson's punch out and you fucking fought the hippo guy mm. and you punch him in the belly and he'd go, ee, ee, ee. <laughs> that first one was just like that. Like if you go back and watch and look at DC's face, that was like, oh. oh and then, you know. But he didn't block. No. There was no. DC's, DC's notorious with hands. His hands are really high, you know, because he's usually the shorter fighter. To everybody he fights. So his hands are usually up really high. And, yeah, Stipe was just smart. But the, that's the biggest reason why I think DC is going to come back, not just to try to finish out the trilogy, get paid, and maybe get the belt and retire. But he totally disregarded his coaches and his game plan and didn't wrestle at all. These guys fall in love with striking. I don't get it. I know that it's not, maybe not as sexy and in some of these guys where maybe you're fighting a can or somebody you know you can beat that you, you abandon your wrestling, but when you're fighting for the belt and you, and you feel Stipe's bringing it this fight, he's not, he wasn't like first fight, he's not going anywhere, you got to wrestle that motherfucker. Yeah, he definitely looked like he got disappointed when <laughs> Stipe was still coming after some of the shots that he was taking. Yeah, he, why do you think that is? How did Stipe eat shots that a year ago he couldn't eat? 
Uh, I think because of his last fight with Ngannou and taking that beating before he fought DC, next time slow it down. and Because that wasn't a year between fights. I, th- I think that fight was twice in the same year. Yeah, Ngannou to DC one. Yeah. Yeah, it was quicker than a year. It was like six months. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, take take the year, bro. Like, that's a lot of head damage <laughs> from that guy. There's no need to rush. Clearly. Uh, yeah. But it... Maybe it was overconfidence after that, and then once you realize that that wasn't going to working, I don't know why he didn't switch to his wrestling then, but especially after eating them body shots. But I think them body shots took a lot out that you're not able to explode oh, to get that takedown anymore that he would have had in the beginning. I mean, he should have been just yeah. snapping them up. But Oh, absolutely. 100%. And that's what in DC's post-fight press conference – he was more sad about that, talking about it, how much he did not listen to his coaches, that they were begging him to wrestle in between rounds. They were, I could hear him in what part of the broadcast. Rogan even says it, of course, where Rogan's like, why isn't he wrestling? And you hear they go to like the corner cam check in and you see him like, you know, signaling for the, the double leg and shit. And he's he's not listening. DC's such a good guy, smart fighter. It blows me away, but that also shows you that even the best in the world, man, if you're in a firefight, you know, you can't just, sometimes you have a bad night, you don't listen, and you pay the price. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's what makes me think he'll come back again is because he knows he did not execute. That's fair. But Stipe, man, you know what? There's very little that motivates a motherfucker as much as having a new baby and like a new house and got to pay for all that shit. And still be a firefighter <laughs> yeah dude is crazy no shit man uh, i just uh i enjoyed the fuck out of the whole night but if it showed me anything it was that judges do not give takedowns enough credit they're they're like a thing of the past nobody they just ignore them it blows my fucking mind but to the, me it's my pet peeve like people not using their grenades on podcasts of the round table is your pet peeve that's fair <laughs> uh use them fucking things they're tech i like it can't wait can't wait to use it it's, i mean i get you only get one but there's yeah. some of them you know where it's coming and it just nope nope you can't have that that's not your moment uh, yeah well so what did we i never got your total answer uh on who did you who did you think won costa romero uh i think romero won he did oh, enough. Okay. It was tough. That's why I went and watched it back, like just to make sure. Especially after I saw the stats, because he out he out hit him. Yeah, I mean yeah, it, the stats were. Uh, one second. Yeah, you sent me that, and it was actually pretty eye opening. I hadn't even seen those. Yeah, so head strikes Costa hit him fifty five times to Yoel's ninety six. All right, so that obviously is huge. But then he hit him with body strikes, forty three to seven. Mm. They both got knocked down. It didn't talk about the the takedowns for whatever reason, but Costa kept the pressure. Like he kept moving for the most part. He did up until like the middle of the second. You could see him wane, but he'd catch it back. Like they kind of do a little back and forth. But Costa was always the one moving up forward and at an incredible pace for Very, for, for somebody big that big. God. Like it's crazy that he can yeah. stay like that. But I mean, Romero did the same thing. Like he for the most part stayed with him. Which is shocking, but, you know, I, this is the last thing I wanted to ask you, and then we can wrap up or whatever you want to do, but when Yoel took the nut shot, <laughs> you know, in the, I think it was the second round, 
And about five minutes after the nut shot, he fell to the ground like he was went. You know, it was a very long. And I know that when you get nicked in the nuts, there's a delay sometimes. I've been hit plenty of times. It takes a minute. But Yoel is notorious for not getting off the stool on time, for being too wet, having them pour water, greasing possibly. It was just funny because when he got kicked in the nuts, Dominic Cruz, Joe Rogan, and John Anik were like, all right, folks, well, here's a mandatory five-minute break. He will use every second of it. This is Joel Romero. Go to the bathroom if you need to. Yeah, basically. I. That's the one turnoff I have of him was the mm-hmm. shit with Tim Kennedy. Uh, I think there, I was, there was something else after it where that it was bullshit. Um, it was water. Tim Kennedy was the first one, and that was atrocious. I was as like you. That no, no speaking English. No speaking English. What? <laughs> what you, a stool? What? what? Get up. Sit down. You want me to stay? Okay, uh, I'll stay. Dude. Oh, get up. No. What are you saying? Like get the yeah, fuck same out thing of with here. Anderson Silva. When it got convenient, Anderson couldn't speak English anymore. <laughs> like when the dick pills uh, and ever the steroids came out. No English. Uh, no, <laughs> no, no Joe Rogan. Fuck. Oh, shit. Uh, well, yeah, man. But, fuck, I enjoyed the hell out of the, the fight card, and I'm looking forward to uh, the next fights. But what's brutal is fucking Pettis has got a six-month mandatory suspension for uh, a broken orbital and a broken foot. Yeah. I read that earlier. Like, uh, the only other thing I wanted to touch on was they released Kat Zingano from the yeah, UFC. Yeah, what the fuck? How'd that happen? That, I saw that too. Why? Uh, I think just a downward slide, and she's thirty-seven years old. She's yeah, she's lost her last. In... I mean that that last one that she lost was kind of bullshit because she got yeah. kicked in the eye. She took the toe to the like the almost like a finger took the toe right in the eye and cut the eye. So yeah. I almost wonder if maybe her doctors are not going to clear her to fight. So they just released mm-hmm. her, and that that will come out after that her eyes fucked. But she was losing before going out. Like I, like you, was like, "What the fuck is this? Why? What is wrong with you? You need female fighters for one. You don't have enough yep. at, in her weight division. For sure. So what the hell is going on? And then after she's they, a name. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, yeah. But, I don't know. It sucks. But my women fighters, though, man, God, they're getting so much better and better uh, that they're rising at such a pace that somebody will feel the. The shoes, but I actually hated that for Kat Zingano. But I mean, if anyone knows her story, you know, her husband committing suicide and all the shit. That yeah, sucks. Um, you got to think she's a little fucked, you know? Yeah. She's a little, little cuckoo somewhere, and understandably. But I just think Uncle Dana, man, he's through fucking around. And sadly, he's using his power first on the people that aren't going to give him as much shit, which is the women. And that's ridiculous. He won't do this shit with the guys. He'll let Connor do whatever he wants. Because everyone's asked him, what are you going to do to Connor about beating up the old man at the bar? What can you do? And he's like, ah, it is what it is. What can you do? I, I don't know. But when you can turn around and cut Chris Cyborg in an instant. Yeah, she's not bringing in the money that Connor is. Come on. That's so. true. It's very, that's, Come on. But I would rather you say that. I wish Dana would just say that. Look, you're like. Look, bitches, my hands are tied. He's a fucking cash cow. Can't do it. Oh, he'll go to Bellator, and then their stock is oh, going to go up huge. Coker's foaming at the mouth. But why Conor McGregor? I mean, my last thing is, 
how dumb are you if you're going to punch an old damn 65, 70-year-old man? Sucker punch. You want your shitty whiskey? Sucker punch. Your too. whiskey sucks. It's terrible. I mean, just being honest, it's not good. I forgave Connor for a while for some of the hijinks and stunts, <laughs> but I'm I'm pretty much just done. Like, if he come back and fight, I mean, I might cheer for him, but we'll see. Like, I just... <clears throat> I don't want to deal with this bullshit. I, I already went through it with John Jones. I don't want to go through it again <laughs> with another fighter. Yeah, how heartbreaking is that? Yeah, like, you can't have two of your favorite fighters be the heartbreak. That yeah, like, get the fuck out of here. Fucking John Jones. But, but you yeah, know, we'll see. Jones wins. Connor lost. So, yep. that's the difference. Uh, I hear you, brother. You can find us twice a month starting September 3rd, Tuesday. Absolutely. On the Civilized Creatures Facebook page, and then the audio will release sometime after on the Inner Circle Podcast Network's RSS feed, the Inner Circle Presents, so you can go check that out. You can follow both networks at Inner Circle PN on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Civilized Creatures on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, pick one. Yep. I am Joe B. from Any Podcast, where everywhere, check us out. And he is Mr. Uncle Randy from Married AF and everywhere else. Absolutely. Check us out and check out Podcast of the Roundtable. we got the semifinal coming up soon. Um, next week, actually. Yeah. It's going to be a fucking uh, barn burner, baby. And Joe B will be a guest on the next official episode of Podcast of the Roundtable. And he'll be going up against yeah. the fucking <laughs> Navy Seal of Life, fucking champion of life, Kristen Beck. Good luck to you, sir. Yeah, I don't know what I was thinking. I'm cra- I'm scared out of my fucking mind. <laughs> the- yeah, that one's gonna be that one's gonna be fun though. I'm looking forward to it. And I love this. And guys, uh, we're gonna get out more of the info on uh getting the show, Twitter account set up, places where everybody can submit MMA questions. Hell yeah. Uh, we're just getting rolling, so you know, we'll open this up and get uh question segment. You guys can send whatever the fuck you want. Any kind of violent sport that you like, send us questions about it. Yeah, man, it's gonna be uh, fun. We, lo- we love violence. Oh yeah, I'm I'm excited. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Absolutely. Pump. Cool, man. Well, I loved it, brother. Uh one last place where you can find us if you haven't yet is Podcoin. I know you're on Podcoin trying to figure it out. We're on Podcoin. Yep. If you go on Podcoin, I don't have the code for you, but you get paid to listen. You're already listening to podcasts. It's not that simple earn 1.5 coins or whatever for 10 minutes and then after so long donate to charity that's what we do i don't know what you do yep that's what everybody does you know there's it's it's helping somebody out too you're not only you're getting paid but you're helping people goddamn yeah. uncle randy says help others goddamn that's what's up uh we will get more involved with the chat as we get going too on this this was the first nice test pilot episode absolutely i loved it i think we got a a platform here to uh blow some shit up baby and i can't wait to uh to do it with you it's been a pleasure brother oh yeah you too man i had a lot of fun we'll holler at all you fuck faces uh later check us out cheers holla i am inner circle no you're not inner circle i am inner circle no you're not inner circle I am inner circle.
people. Party people. Party people. Party people. 